Welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints, and it is 4th of July week, and we just got done hearing an awesome sermon and message from Pastor Sean. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Man, two weeks in a row. Two I feel special. Two weeks in a row. Yes, you've been a special guest. But let's just dive right in. So, Sean, what is your favorite uh, memory? Maybe it's a time that you had during 4th of July week, or maybe shooting fireworks, but what was your favorite moment maybe with your family? Uh, I think you know, there's definitely been some great moments with my family. Uh, I think... Um, in my hometown in Canyon, there was always a 4th of July parade mm-hmm. that would go through town, and it was huge. Like, the population of Canyon is like 13,000 people, and there'd be 30,000 people at this parade. Whoa. Like, it was big time. And so there were a lot of great memories there, you know, going through fair yeah, food and, and seeing, and with a small town like that, you just see a lot of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. And and I remember thinking about, you know, how cool the, the marching band was in the parade or, <laughs> you know, how cool everything was, like seeing all the old-timey cars go by. And yeah. I think with my family, that's definitely a memorable one. But I think 4th of July also holds a lot of bad decisions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I am not... Black cats. Yeah, I'm not Fireworks. immune to those. <laughs> yeah, I remember... Uh, in my later years of high school, having some making some bad decisions on Fourth of July, um, we would light like the kind of fireworks that shoot up out of the tube and yeah. go like a couple hundred feet up and then explode. Sure. Remember lighting those in your hand and then throwing them oh, instead of geez. like letting them launch out of the tube. Definitely some bad decisions, uh, but it's one of those holidays that I think the idea of freedom gets a little bit too caught up in your mind and like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, We're free. And then exactly. start throwing fireworks <laughs> out of your hand. But Let's be reckless. But I want to throw it back to you. What maybe a, maybe a good yeah. or bad or ugly 4th of July memory? I'm kind of the same way. Like I just remember, so I'm born and raised in Odessa and I remember that we everyone would always go to like, uh, they had this park right by the hospital and they would always shoot fireworks off. And so kind of the same stuff, just being with family and just, you know, when you're young and seeing fireworks, it's just so magical. Uh, but then again, like there's pros and cons. You get a little bit older, start, like I said, you start holding like, um, you remember those ones that you would throw in the water and they yeah. would pop? Yeah. Like so we would, 80s? Yeah. <laughs> so we would like hold those too, just just being stupid. But yeah, we always love 4th of July because fireworks are involved, but it's always a fun time. Yeah. It's a very, <laughs> it is a very uh, USA holiday. Yes. I mean, obviously, obviously yes. it is, but we have certainly... Uh, ramped it up. It mm-hmm. seems like every year it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. I, I still have in my in my vehicle, and I know you've seen it, I still have a little like American flag mm-hmm. that was from like a, one of those 4th of July parades in Canyon, Texas. When you were like younger? Yeah, I was yeah. younger. It was before I was driving, but I remember okay. picking it up and, it, and it had, it's always been in the dash of my car. And, That's awesome. And don't really know why. It's just just a fond memory. Just get to look back and see it there. That's pretty cool. So Sean, you talked about uh, in your message about how we have freedom in Christ, but that is the highest freedom we can have. Can you expand a little bit about that? Yeah, I think uh, especially with with this week and this weekend and this holiday, um, it is a time when a lot of focus goes towards maybe sacrifices that have been made for freedom. Um, How amazing it is to live in a nation that we do live in that in spite of whatever complaints you might have, there is amazing freedom in, in the USA yeah, and, and great opportunity to have. And I, I, it is, it's a blessing to, to be here and to be in a, in a place that we can meet openly in a church uh, with the lights on and not, be, and not be fearful. But there's such a higher degree of freedom in Christ that it's almost, to me, it's almost a shame that we have the same word freedom Mm -hmm. for both of them. I think it's almost like a downside of the English language is that (laughs) uh, we use the same word freedom to talk about our freedom from 
oppression on earth and the same word freedom to talk about freedom from sin. Yeah. Because uh, it's such a higher degree of freedom. There's a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, um, and this is a, it's a letter from the Apostle Paul, and, and he's writing to these uh, people in this church of Corinth who have some of what they've tried to do is leverage the grace of God and the gospel to justify doing whatever we want. And and I think you see this a lot in modern times as well. Um, I know I've had conversations with people where it's like, well, God's going to forgive me, so does it really matter? Mm-hmm. And it really makes my heart heavy hearing statements like that. Because, like take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. because, man, that's not what the cross was about. Mm-hmm. The cross was not for you to do what you want. Like the, It's not a ticket out of hell. That's mm-hmm. not what the cross is. It's an invitation to a higher degree of freedom. And um, some of what Paul says in that passage, he says, uh, quoting the Corinthians, he says, you say, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And then he says, but not everything is useful. Right. Not everything is worth doing. Not everything is good. Right. Um, yes, the cross is enough to cover you. Yes, grace is enough for you. But th- would you rather? Wouldn't you rather do things that are worth doing? Wouldn't you rather do things that are useful and helpful for people? And that's kind of where he goes towards the end of that passage. Is that uh, it's this amazing verse? Uh, so whatever you do in word or in deed, do it for the glory of God. And mm-hmm. I think that that really shines a light on what true freedom looks like. And it's an echo to Ecclesiastes as well. Sure. As Solomon, this narrator, is describing all of the things that he spent his time doing, all of the freedom that he had with the power that he had, mm-hmm. and that it was all fruitless. Yeah. Nothing was gained on their son. It was like chasing after the wind. But at the very conclusion of that yeah. book in the fear Old God. Testament, it says, fear God and keep his commands, mm-hmm. for this is the duty of all mankind. Absolutely. And that's the only thing worth doing. And so it's really, it's cool for me, for one, to see the echo from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that it's still the same God, it's still the same truth, it's just revealed in Jesus like it wasn't before, but also that freedom is not, I get to do whatever I want, because mm-hmm. that's not what it means in America either. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a price. We're free, but yeah. you drive the speed limit or you get a ticket, right? Yeah. Like, even in a, in a trivial thing like that. Yeah. Um, but I think what makes the freedom in Christ so so much of a higher magnitude than the freedom is the price of the sacrifice for mm-hmm. it, the price that it took, because freedom is truly never free. Yeah. And to be free from sin required a sacrifice that's greater than even with an understanding of the gospel is greater than we can fathom. And yeah. that the cross, in the same way that we don't want to disrespect the sacrifice that's made for the freedoms that we have in America, that we can be grateful, we consider them blessings. The cross is so much higher than that as well, that we've got to understand what that freedom is really for. It's not for us to do whatever we want. It's for Mm -hmm. us to actually experience life in the fullest, which is what Jesus said he came to give us. Well, even Paul says, I think, right, like if we we keep sinning, we crucify Christ again. Like we, we, we just start that process over again and what, and what a shame that is. And so, man, I, I, and there was a guy that I looked up to when I was, when I was younger and I remember talking to him and he wasn't really a Christian. Um, but you know, he was one of our coaches and I remember he told me, I'm like, you know, I was asking him like, you know, afterlife, like what if you die? Like you don't accept Christ. And he's like, ah, you know, me, like me and God are pals. Like we, we, we got like an understanding type thing. And I just remember going like, man, that it just thinking that's so scary. Like why, like to chance that. Yeah. And so it kind of goes on the lines of your saying of like just taking advantage of like the freedom you have and yeah. at the very end, eh, you know, yeah, I'll confess. 
you know, that type of thing. So it was, it was really weird being a kid and hearing that um, and going like, man, there, God just deserves so much more for what he did for us in, in that regard. So Yeah. Well, I think there's a very human thing that I want to touch on a little bit that we have this intrinsic understanding that when someone has a position of maybe power or authority of privilege, that we understand that the best thing to do with that is to use it to help other people. Sure. That yeah. we understand that it's a good thing to do on an intrinsic level because you see this across the board, mm-hmm. whether people are a believer in Jesus or not, that the people in positions of power, that they should use that for the good of others. Mm-hmm. And so to be set free from sin is this amazing freedom, this amazing position to be in. This It's a it's a privilege, it's a blessing. You could call it a lot of different things, but it also holds power because you have the Holy Spirit within you. Yeah. And there's a power that comes with forgiveness because um, that's a very freeing thing. And yeah. we've got to use that to help other people yeah. for the good of the people around us, to bring other people into that. That's good. Um, to be, if you are standing above, it's how much better is it to be a hand that's pulling people up than one that's pushing people down. And to use that freedom for selfish reasons is just going to be pushing people away from Jesus, which is the opposite of the gospel. That's good. And and so I think it's it's just imperative to remember that this freedom in Christ is truly higher than any other freedom. And that because of that, when you've experienced it, um, I love, it was Martin Luther who said, you know, we are all beggars who have found bread mm-hmm. and we have to invite other people to that table. Yeah, that's so good. Sean, any any final things that you would like to say to the listener today? Because, I mean, this there's again, there's so much to unpack here. But anything that you would just go, here's, here's something that I would like you to take away for today. Yeah, I mean, grace is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's easy to get to a place where we feel that I'm too far gone or I don't deserve it. And that's true, but grace is enough. Um, And this is another one of those opportunities to kind of hit a little bit of a reset button. Think about, man, where am I putting my highest allegiance? Am I putting my highest allegiance to the one who paid the highest price? And I think that's an important thing to consider, something to reflect on, to pray about, to hit a reset button on, and just to consider how am I using the freedom that Christ paid for me to have. Awesome. Well, Pastor Sean, thank you so much. And to the listener, wherever you are, if you're in your car, your home listening, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, Pastor John will be with us next time, and we'll start a new sermon series. And we hope to see you next time. God bless.